0: Alright everybody, welcome in, we are way too loud coming at you, let's turn that down on you, I am so sorry. Alright, welcome in to the Blue and Orange Football Podcast, I am your your host Jacob over at Roachism13, joined as always by my co-host uh, Isaac over at uh, Isaac10G on Twitter. Um, we're a little bit late, we had to conduct uh, uh, conduct contact tracing, uh, We we have... Concluded our contract tracing. Everybody's healthy and ready to go, and here we are <laughs> recording a couple of days late. All right, so we're just a little bit late. I'm trying to. Wow. Hold on a second. That is that is all right. And so here we are on a uh, in between episode. The Super Bowl is next weekend. It's not this weekend. Uh, we can talk a little. And there's no Pro Bowl because of COVID. We're in that weird uh, virtual thing that's going on. So we don't really have anything to talk about. So we told you last week we're going to wrap up the Browns and Giants season this week. We'll talk a little bit about the NFC Championship. Uh, I know that Isaac and I have a thing, a couple of things to say about what we think about Aaron Rodgers' immediate speech after the NFC Championship, and then leading on to what he then said on Pat McAfee's show. And I mean, I think he was kind of being a little bit of a crybaby, but you know, we'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll wrap up the Browns and the Giants season. We'll do a very early. A little bit of a too early forecast for the Super Bowl. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl next week. Um, But I got something to get off my chest, guys. And anybody who follows me on Twitter uh, probably knows what's coming. Um, And uh, Isaac knows what's coming. And I've posted some memes. If I hear one more person suggest the Browns, should trade for deshaun watson i will find you and i will throat punch you let me say this and i know isaac's got an opinion on the matter as well and i'll give him a chance to rebuttal um i see some people that say that you look for every opportunity to get better and does deshaun watson is deshaun watson better than baker mayfield This is what I'll say. My dad talked about it, and I talked about it yesterday. If you told me right now we were starting a league, uh, you know, a fantasy draft sort of league like you can do on Madden, um, and I had Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, who would I take? I would not pick Baker 100% of the time. I, I, I would because of my connection to Baker and how good I think he can be. But if you're telling me straight up you can start your franchise with one of them, I would not be mad at you if you said it was Deshaun Watson. But somebody said you should look at it. And I, once you get – you said the Browns would be better with Deshaun Watson. Once you have to give up what you have to get up to get Deshaun Watson, the Browns would no longer be better. They would be worse. If you thought the 2020 Cleveland Browns defense was terrible, trade a bunch of picks. To Houston and take Deshaun Watson, who doesn't play defense and his arm doesn't really travel in the cold weather very well. We saw that in Cleveland when Baker basically outdueled him. And guess what? Your defense is going to be really, really putrid. All I got to say is we asked for 20 years for a franchise quarterback. We have it. We beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Shut the hell up. Appreciate that the future is bright in Cleveland and let a, cor- a team that actually has quarterback issues worry about quarterbacks. Let's fix this defense, and let's compete for a championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've gone through the same thing. It's very similar with the Giants. It's not the fans, but it's Dan Orlovsky, right?
0: Oh, Orlovsky um, did or- the same thing for the Browns in trading for Deshaun yeah. Watson.
1: Like, here's the thing. My comment to the Browns fans, look, you guys just went to the playoffs since the first time since, what, 2002?
0: 2002, yeah. Mm -hmm. First win since 94 in the playoffs.
1: You win a game against your arch nemesis, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, that you have been that abused stepchild to them for a very long time.
0: I cried. I cried when they won.
1: And what quarterback got you there?
0: Yeah. I ride not and die with six, Watson. baby.
1: Deshaun Watson was Deshaun Watson in the in the playoffs this year.
0: He uh he won four games.
1: Yeah. Didn't think so. He wasn't in the playoffs. No. Now, I'm not saying that's all Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's fault.
0: Right, that's mostly Bill O'Brien, wins. but I get what you're saying.
1: <laughs> but there was one of two quarterbacks in this scenario in the playoffs, and one of two quarterbacks won a game, right? And you see one of the quarterbacks that progressed significantly in the latter part of the season i sent you a uh, post from Stephen a smith and I, i'm not a big fan of Stephen a smith personally but sometimes like i respect in the fact that when he i mean he can dog on a player or a team or whatever but he'll, he'll then go back and admit when he's wrong things like that Yeah,
0: he's and, very good and, about and, that
1: yeah and i i respect that a lot so you know sometimes i like him sometimes sometimes i don't like what he's saying because a lot of times he's critical on some of the things I like so it's just personal.
0: (laughs) I'm the same way I'm the same way.
1: But uh, anyway he goes on and I sent you that where he was you know he took the same stance that we did and he's like guys your quarterback that you're wanting so desperately to trade for Deshaun Watson got you to these places he fits in the system you know it's not an argument of who's better right if you're looking at two side by side quarterbacks you know 90% Ninety percent of people are going to say Deshaun Watson's better, and you know I'm not going to fault any of those people for saying it. I'm really not. But as you said, when you have to give up so much for a player, you're not putting your you're not putting the needs for your team ahead. You can win with Baker. Baker is being molded into the quarterback that you need. The last thing you want to do is trade the house and trade the kitchen sink for Deshaun Watson. Because what happens, nobody knows. Deshaun Watson may leave the um, Texans, go to a team, and be a complete buff someplace. You don't know. You don't know. You know what you have in Baker. You know that Baker is, is forming into a good um, quarterback for your franchise. I wouldn't rock the boat. And for the Browns fans that are just so unhappy with Baker, that honestly, in my opinion, are you really a Browns fan?
0: We finally won. I just can't get it. I, I think... I think the perpetual suckage that went on in Cleveland for the last two decades has been it's like somebody that was in like you know like, like an emotionally abusive relationship like when they first get out of it they keep reverting back to the, the way things had been for the last 20 years and it's like dude you don't need to anymore we're good like like and here's the thing I saw someone on Twitter say that Baker had an average season when you look at his stats and I'm like okay First off, stat watching is stupid because Deshaun threw for forty five hundred yards in in all these touchdowns, and they were four and twelve. Baker's <laughs> Baker's for six, seven, it, seven or so games until he goes on that tear in Cincinnati were pedestrian he was learning the offense he was growing but where Baker it's like I talked about with Daniel Jones and the Giants where the Giants were at the end of the year where Baker was Baker was a top five quarterback at the end of the year over the last I don't know six seven weeks Baker was a top five quarterback so you're telling me that Deshaun's a top 5 quarterback who's 25 that's your argument well baker's a top 10 quarterback that's 25 and that margin of difference is not very much especially not enough to the bill barnwell trade was baker obj two first round picks and something else that's a whole lot of sh- whole lot of assets and crap to give up to go from maybe i don't know the sixth or seventh best quarterback to maybe the third or fourth best quarterback, like like that's just there's, not enough of a jump.
1: There's it, only a few teams that I think may want to go down that route. Um, the Washington Redskins, for example, is a good candidate for a team yes. that they don't have a good quarterback situation right now. They just got her Dwayne Haskins. Alex Smith is not what he used to be. It um, still gets injured. I
0: think he's 36, even if he was yeah. what he used to be.
1: Like, yeah, he's he's a quarterback that can finish the ride for you to get into the playoffs, things like that. But he's not long-term, and we all know that. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Alex Smith at
0: no, all. No, not at all.
1: But the Chicago Bears, another prime candidate. Mitch Trubisky, not that great. You know, he's so Mitch just is a down. free
0: agent. <laughs> he's a free agent this year now, too.
1: So, like, those are some teams that I could think of. Miami, you know, people can say, yeah, Miami, uh, but they've got Tua. You know, it's like, do you want to to jump ship on that when you when you invested in him? I don't know.
0: I don't like um, what Miami the did down there play. either. What's that? I said I don't like Miami's handling of the whole Tua situation this season either. Like it is,
1: yeah. Uh, I, that that rubbed us both the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Giants, and I, you know. Daniel Jones right now is not as good as Baker Mayfield. Um, I think he has the talent. I think he could be really good. Um, You know, I hated on him quite a bit in the first half of the season. Didn't hate on him quite as much in the middle of the season. And then, you know, I I gave him a list of things that I needed to see for improvements, and he started checking boxes. So I'm not as mad at him right now. Um, That doesn't mean that I necessarily think he's our guy, but I don't. I don't like the idea of trading so much for Deshaun Watson. I really don't, because I think Daniel Jones
0: could be the guy. I'm not, um, I'm not giving you three ones for anybody. No anybody. Way.
1: You want to get rid of Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and three ones. That's what Dorton, yeah. Dan, or Lop said. I'm sorry, but absolutely not. Like, I, can, I could be okay with trading Saquon Barkley. I really could I like the guy I think he's a potential Hall of Famer If he can stay healthy But Running backs Can be replaced Like we saw this year When Wayne Dallman Finally Finally got into His element And I've seen some guys Where like You know Trade Saquon um, You know Be okay with um, Getting rid of Some round one pick Um, But then Draft Rajay Hill Or I think that's his last name bring in Deshaun Watson, sign Allen Robinson and go from there. Like there's some there's some ways that I would be okay with it. But the 31s, the Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, no, it's not worth it. I'm sorry.
0: Here's it's not he, worth it. here's my thing. When you talk about the 31s, you got to then remember where are you look what does your team look like? right now just period let's say no free agents no draft because in this case you're giving away most of your draft picks to make this Deshaun Watson trade kind of happen so let's look at the team like like you said you feel like the Giants need a true blue number one and I agree with you I think the Browns and we'll get into that a little bit later kind of are in a similar situation with what they need on offense OBJ can help but the contract situation you know we'll get into that as the offseason advances and maybe even a little bit later in the show but you look at the Giants' offense, especially if you give up Barkley, who's who I would say is the most physically talented player on that offense. So, so you're you're saying, hey, we don't have a true number one. Well, you can't draft one in the first round because you're giving that up. Uh, you're giving up. I, I mean, I don't know how far in the future you're able to trade. Um, because I I know you can do this year and next year. I don't know if you could actually go two years into the future to actually make it be three ones, but I know you can move things around to make that happen. But you're saying that no matter what, Deshaun Watson is going to elevate you so much so that you do not need a number 1 draft choice this year, next year or the year after that. Or potentially if your team like I think the Jets are very interesting because they have the number 2 and 23 overall pick plus Sam Darnold and I think that could be if I was a Jets fan, I could I could get behind that because you're only only messing with this year's draft. I don't like multiple drafts. Because what happens if Barkley... For example, Saquon Barkley or Deshaun Watson even. Let's say you got Deshaun and he has... A very, very gruesome knee injury. Would never wish anything like that on anybody. But he has one of those, like what we thought Burrow had. And it turns out it's not nearly as bad. We thought Burrow had structural damage. He was walking on Christmas, so that's awesome. So he should, I think he's probably back by the beginning of the season. But we thought Burrow, like like you look at Olivier Vernon, who was just playing out of his mind in Cleveland. He tears his, ACL, his Achilles at the back end. That's a year injury that some people never, ever come back from. If you mortgage – that's why Bill O'Brien screwed them so much in Houston. If you mortgage multiple years and then that guy is not good enough or gets hurt, like, you can't recover from that. I don't like selling the farm for anyone. Deshaun Watson is amazing. But if you have a young quarterback, you shouldn't be doing it. Like, I get the Jets because they have a young quarterback and they've got two first-rounders, so they can kind of just just really – in all intents and purposes, only mess with one draft pick because you had an extra first. So you can yeah. kind of do that, and I get that. But I don't... We've talked about this many a times before. M- selling the farm in any way, shape, or form, I just... you. It, the only way you can sell the farm is if you're one player away. And a lot of these teams that, that these analysts are suggesting sell the the farm aren't one player away. And that, it, and that player being Deshaun Watson away from being a Super Bowl. The Browns need... Yeah. A
1: defense. I think these fans, these these guys and girls who are like Deshaun Watson, trade the bank for him, trade the farm. You know, they see it short term, right? They she they see Deshaun Watson comes in and we will win with one player. It's not how it works, guys.
0: Like it's you, not it's basketball.
1: Not, you, 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 yeah, it's not. You, yes, having that one player helps. Look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you could you could legitimately say they were one player away with with Tom Brady and uh, well technically two because they got Gronkowski as well. Uh, but anyway,
0: yeah, but they would probably would have been okay without Gronk. But I get what you're getting at.
1: Yeah, I mean they were they were set up to that point where they really just needed a quarterback. That's it, and they got it, and now they're in the Super Bowl. The Browns aren't that way. The Giants aren't that way. A lot of teams aren't that way. Um, and so for the people who want Deshaun Watson now because they think instant success, think, think four steps ahead of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You bring in Deshaun Watson, something else happens. You've got to think long-term, right? You want to say, like, for the example of the Giants, I would love the Giants to have a great year next year and go to the Super Bowl and win. I don't expect that. I expect to continue building. I expect that, you know, maybe two years from now is where they're trying to be a competitive push to go deep into the playoffs uh, but we're not a team right now that is at that caliber that doesn't happen overnight mm-hmm. that doesn't happen with one player very often it really doesn't and Deshaun Watson in my personal p- opinion is not that one player that puts you over the edge Patrick Mahomes that's a different story I can see Patrick Mahomes I could see trading the farm for a player like Patrick Mahomes
0: Oh, well, I'll sell like, you the you farm cannot... for Patty Mahomes
1: <laughs> yeah but you cannot. Compare Patrick Mahomes to Deshaun Watson in any way. That asking price, in my opinion, that they're wanting the three ones, you know, star talent off your team right now, that's something that warrants Patrick Mahomes type of player. Deshaun Watson, while he's talented, while he's really good, is not at that level. I personally don't think that the Texans will. chip him away I don't know I could be wrong but they
0: really don't want to but this is what's got to happen do you remember Carson Palmer forcing his way out of Cincinnati yeah Cincinnati was like under those no circumstances are we getting away get, getting rid of him Deshaun Watson's got to be willing to take a hit in the wallet. He needs to be willing to miss mini camp, miss training camp, miss preseason. Because when Carson Palmer proved he was willing to be, I mean, and Deshaun's got a lot of money already. So he's got the, you know, the, and I think Deshaun, he is a very determined individual. I think he is willing to do what he has to do to, to get out of that. But Mike Brown said, under no circumstances am I trading Carson Palmer. Did Carson Palmer only play for one team in this league, or did he go to Oakland? Exactly, and he was traded there, and then eventually, of course, he made his way to Arizona. But um, you've got to be willing to, to, to make that sacrifice. I think Deshaun is willing to make that sacrifice. But Houston, under no circumstances, wants to trade him, but he says he's... He is not playing for them again. The Deshaun Watson thing is fascinating. I just don't... And I'm not saying he's not super, super talented. I'm telling you right now, I ride and die with six. I mean, we've had these conversations. I tell Baker Mayfield on a weekly basis on Twitter that I love him. So, like, I'm not backing off of that. And and Baker saw these people sending out these things, talking about trading him, and he goes, all right, I see you. And I'm just like, yeah, six. Put that chip on your shoulder. Make it even bigger. Let's go back. Let's run this back next year. But, like, for our teams, we don't want to hear it. I think it's going to be a fascinating offseason with what's going to go on with that. I'd like well, – let's shift – we're spending about 20 minutes on this situation. It's the biggest thing in, in football right now, so it's what needs to be talked about. Although I'll say this. Give me a prediction about uh, – where I think – Matt Stafford is definitely getting dealt. Uh, they are mutually I, – I have heard it is uh, – Dan Campbell said today that it's been – that the talks have gotten hot and heavy. And I just wish Dan Campbell would stop talking because every time he talks, I'm just like that – it it feel, it just makes me uncomfortable because of the way he talks. I mean he's – listen, I'd probably run through a wall through the man. He seems like a raw, raw kind of coach. I just don't know that that works in the NFL with a bunch of millionaires. But – and that's my problem with Urban Meyer in, in Jacksonville. But that's a different story. So you're thinking like that that's getting hot and heavy. I want him to be in Indianapolis. I think that team is ready to win. We saw it with Phillip Rivers. I think Matt Stafford is still better than Phillip Rivers was. I think if you get Matt Stafford in there and you run that thing back with the way Jonathan Taylor was running that football towards the end of the year, Stafford's got an arm. Maybe you get—you got to get T.Y. back somehow in, in Indy. I would love him to go... To I've heard he could go to San Fran, and then that just and this is what makes me mad. My dad said, "You know what I think is going to happen, and it's going to be." And I said, "You think Garoppolo is going to be back in New England, don't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, Garoppolo is going to be back in New England." And I'm like, "One year, we can only get rid of Bill Belichick for one year."
1: Yeah. Look, you know, Matt Stafford is very intriguing to me. I think that he has. I, I think the right team, I think he probably still has some of his best football at him. I really do. Um, I like Matt Stafford a lot. I think that the Detroit Lions really wasted a lot of the prime years of a Hall of Famer type quarterback.
0: Yeah. And that's shame yeah. on them.
1: Um, they Matt had, had Matt Stafford,
0: Stafford some- and Calvin Johnson at one point, and they've never really even been in the NFC Championship game.
1: Right. Megatron. Arguably one of the best receivers
0: to play. Yeah. He's the best in our uh, lifetime.
1: Yeah, 100%. Hands that well. Randy no. Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss is still um, at that caliber. Um, but those are the only two like hey. great type quarterbacks, or not quarterbacks, uh, receivers. Anyway, yep. Matt Stafford, Garoppolo. I could see Garoppolo going back to New England to where he came from. Bill Belichick knows him. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. But I agree with you, Stafford, to Indianapolis. I think that would be a good home for him. It
0: would be a lot of fun. I think this offseason is going to be really fun. They said there could be up to 18 teams trying to make some kind of move at quarterback. Uh, yeah. Clearly, L.A. does not want Jared Goff. I mean, they have said <laughs> publicly or saying everything – Nothing committing to Jared Goff. Apparently, they're in on the Stafford situation. I don't know how they move on from Goff's contract. It's not quite as unmovable as Carson Wentz. Um, and they're in Capel Every A lot of people are in Capel other than the Browns, which is in the Giants and some other teams, and which is really awesome because I think the Browns have the opportunity to make some very good moves on the defensive side.
1: Yep. Teams are set for an exciting offseason. Um, hopefully, Dave Gettleman doesn't make stupid decisions, but you never know.
0: This is the thing. I think he's got a competent coach now, right? And, yeah. and 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 I'm just like, I'm just like for your sake, I'm hoping that Dave Gettleman like went to some school all of a sudden, and he's just not going to give Gettleman up.
1: Took some my GM classes, <laughs> Yeah,
0: there are some, yeah. by the way, because there was at one point in my life that like. When I was working at the prison, I was, like, considering, like, trying to find a way to, to bust into the sports market. And I looked it up. Yep. I mean, there are some GM courses out there. Maybe get, get them in, he got on that laptop. He he, saw, he,
1: he's like, he Googled how to keep my GM job. and Watched uh, a couple YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like, come to our sports administration school. And he was like, sign me up, Barkeep. He <laughs> was so... <clears throat> We move on to that. We talked last week a little bit about our uh, top five moments this year for our respective teams in um, in, in, in both Cleveland and, and in New York, and I know we wanted to kind of turn the page a little bit uh, this week as we wanted to um, talk about the end Talking about the end of this season and about turning the page into the 2021 season as, as both clubs are very firmly into their offseason at this point, we're still waiting. The league year, I believe, is uh, March 15th, I think it is, or 13th, It's somewhere like that. Um, I asked a couple of people online if they knew for sure uh, when the salary cap number would be set, because as we talked to, uh, on last week's show, we can't do, I think, a proper um you know expectation for this offseason until we know how much teams have or don't have. And I was told that it's it's gonna get it's pretty close to the league year. I think it's about a week within a week of the new league year, which is in March, mid-March, um, before they have the salary cap number and that's set so that we can determine that, right? So we're gonna see. Um we're we'll gonna talk about that. But what I would like to talk about here is where we think the top three needs of our squads are, where uh, some names that we know... So we don't know who all is going to be available via trade. We don't know who all is going to be available during free agency and and the draft. We don't know how that's going to fall. But I would like to ask you, and, and I'll do the same, I'd like to ask you, you think the top three needs of the New York Giants, do you want that to be very via and we'll throw trade free agency together because um, free agency this year I think is going to have a ton of trades because of the cap going down and teams are going to have to try to sell some players off and things like that to make the cap number work so I want you to tell me hey this is the top three needs of the New York Giants I'd like to address this one via uh, with a veteran or a young guy via trade or free agency, and this is where I would like to go in the first round of the draft, and, and, and then maybe where we go uh, past that for to, to fill those three needs.
1: Yeah, so with the Giants, overall, I'm going to put my focus really on the offensive side of things. Uh, the defense had a good year. Uh, there's some still some supporting elements on the defense I'd like to iron out, uh, but the Giants' glaring need really is on the receiving core side of the, side of the, the spectrum. We have got to get some receivers. Um, Golden Tate, I think that that last season is going to be his last season. I think they're going to get rid of him, free up some cap space. Um, Sterling Shepard, he's just not that good anymore, honestly. He's kind of one-dimensional um, as far as as far as a receiver um Darius Slayton I was really excited for him but teams figured him out and once they did he couldn't perform and then Evan Ingram absolutely terrible as a tight end just can't catch a cold can't catch coronavirus um so I would really like to invest uh, and I'm 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 okay with it being on free agency. I'm okay with it being in the draft. I you know however they want to do it. There's some names in free agency that I'd like to see. Like Allen Robinson uh, could be a potential good candidate candidate uh, to come to the New York Giants. Uh, there is a I can't remember his name. I want to say his last name is maybe Fitz. Is a tight end in the draft. Um, shoot, blanking on me. Kyle
0: Pitts. Uh, what's that? Kyle Pitts.
1: That's it, Kyle Pitts.
0: Florida. Uh,
1: that would be a uh, a good candidate for a tight end in the draft, I think. Um, and then, you know, Devonte Smith or Devonta Smith from uh, Alabama. That's also a good uh, um, a good route to go as far as receiving.
0: That That's dude. I'd want to that dude. I, I hate to interrupt you, but that I just got to get this out about Devonte Smith. Like, listen, <laughs> apparently there's a rumor that they think he could he could slide because um he didn't do his measures at the senior bowl and they think he is under 180 and you don't see a lot of like 170 pound receivers you know drafted high and i was like that's fine he can follow 26 if you want that's great but i'm just saying i don't care what you i don't care what his size is he'll get an nfl body the nfl team will give him an nfl body that man is that's a bad man? That that's that's a that's a that's a guy who has the skill set to someday be the best receiver in the yes. league. You just get that football in his hands and get the hell out of his way.
1: Yeah, like I don't think he's gonna fall to the Giants. I really don't. I think he's gonna be potentially a top five pick. Um, he should be his his athletic ability, Whew. his catching ability, it's insane. It is absolutely, absolutely insane. That's why I would love for them to be able to pick up Allen Robinson, sign Devonte Smith, and then I would be happy as a clam with our receiving group. Um,
0: Are you shitting me? You should be. Like,
1: like it would be, it would be awesome. There
0: we go. Yeah,
1: but offensive line wise, there's there's some work that I would I would want to do. Uh, But as far as top three, we need two solid receivers, and we need a tight end, something fierce. Um, Evan Ingram is not the guy. Sorry, he just can't catch anything. Um, Sterling Shepard, not there. Darius Slayton, disappointed. And Golden Tate, well, he's a crybaby, so... That's what we
0: need. I was waiting for the shot on Golden Tate. I wasn't sure when it was going to come. <laughs>
1: like, hey, where's that? Where's that? He did Evan Green Ingram. Where's Golden Tate's?
0: There it is. There it is. Um, yeah, no, I see what you... Like, listen, that was something... Uh, y- I hate this narrative that like oh Baker Baker needed all these things around him so that he could succeed. Who in the hell wants to play quarterback without weapons? And why do you think Tom Brady went to New Tampa Bay? This is my dad pointed this out. He went down there because of what was down there. He got tired of trying to have to elevate everyone like he did his last three or four years in New England. He said, "Listen, they got Chris Godwin." They got Ronald Jones. They got Mike Evans. I'm going to bring Gronk with me. They have Cameron Brate and O.J. Howard. They got a good offensive line. They drafted Tristan Wirfs. Are you kidding me? Of course they got. They want to give the quarterback every tool to succeed.
1: They're loaded. Like
0: You should want to be loaded on some side of the ball because you need an identity.
1: And it's stupid to put a player in a position and not give them the tools to succeed. Like... And that's, that's like, okay, a left tackle needs to be good at being a left tackle, right? He yes. has a job to do. A quarterback needs to be talented, don't get me wrong. Yes. And Tom Brady is a prime example of being so good that he's elevated players all of his career to be top-notch. He's the exception. He's not the rule,
0: okay? Yes, yes.
1: The rule is this. Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Sean Watson, all of those guys... Sean Watson's probably the best of the three and had a great statistical, you know, has had great statistical years, but those guys need supporting elements. They've got to have receivers to throw to, they've got to have running backs, they've got to have a line you need to protect those guys. You need to invest in it.
0: And, and look what happened to Lamar this year. It, it it got to the point where he couldn't do it all. Hollywood Brown was not was dropping passes. Mark Ingram became non-existent. <laughs> Mark Andrews is about all he had consistently this year, and he scored three points in the divisional round of yeah. the playoffs. Like, like Man. you can't put a guy. You've got the guys have got to get set up for for success, not for failure. So stop. I hate that narrative. Stop.
1: Yeah. I mean, prime example is Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. Had even went on the record and admitted some of the discourse that he had at the Giants was that he felt that they wasted Eli Manning's final years of uh, his career. I agree. Uh, And and yes, Eli and Odell, I mean, they had a rocky relationship. Odell is, you know, competitive, wanted to win. Uh, But he, in his interview, said that he felt that they did not do Eli justice and provide him the support that he needed to succeed. And that is why they were in that situation. And I 100% agree. You wasted two or three years of quarterback because he needed supporting elements and they didn't want to do it too many teams do that too many teams do that
0: yep okay so let's jump on over we'll talk about the browns real quick um and you know then then we're kind of uh i think next week we'll get into the championship games and a preview for the super bowl so i'm on the other side the offense is fine, except my third need is on offense. We'll get there in a second. We're going on defense, man. We need some secondary help. Like You got Denzel, you got Ronnie Harrison, and that's all you got. And, and, and I love Ronnie Harrison, but he had a little bit of injury issues this year. So you kind of worry about that a little bit. I think Grant Delpit. You got really. You feel good about him at his age with the Achilles injury, but it is an Achilles injury. We don't know what he what happens to him. There is a rumor that Marshawn Lattimore is available uh, from the Saints at corner. I think uh, his play has kind of declined since his rookie year. But if he comes to Cleveland, he's not the number one guy. He's on the other side of, dish, uh, of Denzel Ward, and I think that can elevate his play. Um, I think the number one thing right now for me as a corner. I know a lot of people say it's safety and linebacker. I'm here to tell you right now, the Browns don't care about linebackers. They showed us that last year. I love, you know, I like uh, uh, Daniel Jeremiah in his mock drafts, but he, hit, there is no way on God's green earth the Cleveland Browns are taking a linebacker number in the first round. Period. 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 The only way that happens is if Micah Parsons is at 26 and he's a top five pick, so he won't be there. They, the only way they take a linebacker, I say in air quotes, is as if he's an outside hybrid pass rusher and he's a generational type pass rusher. They're not taking a linebacker. They're going defense. They want a corner. They want a safety. They want a pass rusher. They like D-tackle as well. If you love mock drafts, I do, I'm doing a weekly mock drafts on uh, Thursdays. I'm doing weekly mock drafts on my Twitter. Uh, I go to the Draft Network. I I just do three rounds, and for the Browns, they have four picks in the three rounds. I look at Asante Samuel Jr. and Eric Stokes out of both Florida State and Georgia, respectively, of where the Cleveland Browns, that's where I think they should go in corner should they not be able to pick up... I think they need to draft either a slot corner or a starting an outside corner, and whichever one they don't sign in free agency, that's who they should draft. Asante Samuel Jr. I think is more of an inside kind of guy, and that's like you trade for Marshawn Lattimore and draft him. I think Eric Stokes is. You got you're looking like Samuel and Stokes. We're starting to see these bigger guys. Like we're seeing these bigger receivers like Chase Claypool. We're seeing and even Travis Kelsey as a tight end. And you say we gotta get up and we gotta body him, man. There's a guy out of uh, that's rising, and I can't say his name. He's a corner out of uh, Syracuse, and I'm not butchering the name because I'm not going on record as doing that. But he is like a 230 guy. Like he's a guy that's big, he's fast, and he's going to get in your face. And I love that cor- sort of thing. I like Andrew Cisco a lot, the safety out of uh, Syracuse as well I- as more of a second, third round prospect here. I think I got a couple weeks ago J.C. Horn to fall to me at 26. There's just no way that happens. But if J.C. Horn's at 26, I don't think you even hesitate to put in the scorecard. So here I've been throwing it at you a lot, man. We need a defensive back. We need a, uh, a safety because the Browns really want to play three safeties. Now, I think you can bring Carl Joseph back as the third safety if you feel good about Grant Delpit. And you have Grant Delpit, Carl Joseph, and... Because Joseph can play in the box and supplement that linebacker position, and then Ronnie Harrison on the back end, they're going to get uh, Larry Ogando. going to walk. I think you're supplementing that D tackle situation with Andrew Billings, who opted out last year and he'll play this year. I think there's several good guys uh, you can take in the second and third rounds. Uh, blanking on the guy's name out of, of Iowa is a very good interior defensive lineman. He can rust the passer as well. And I think that would be a lot of fun to get him out there. And I think you got to get an edge rusher, uh, but I think the edge rusher comes in free agency. I really, really would love to poach Carl Lawson from uh, Cincinnati and put him on opposite of Miles Garrett. And I just think that that could just be an absolutely absolute terror. You think back to Carlos Dunlap in his prime with Carl Lawson Lawson on the other side, and it was it, 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 there were some scary times playing against the Cincinnati Bengals front seven. I think that if you can get some people in the back ends of the Cleveland secondary that can hold blocks and let the linebackers just be rovers that are trying to hit and let Miles get Miles Garrett more than half a second to get to the quarterback and, and I think if he can finally recover from COVID, I think we can shore up this defense and win a Super Bowl next year. Yeah. That was a lot. Right. I'm sorry. I did not realize. I just like I just hey. I word vomited all over my microphone.
1: That's all right. That is all right.
0: I, like, saved it all up all this week. I was, like, typing stuff and, like, researching and writing some things down. I watched some Eric Stokes yeah. tape. Eric Stokes is a dick, by the way. Like, like you know how, like, you know what I mean? Like, the dicks, uh, corners that, like, like even when the play's over, they punch out the ball, and they, they, they're always jawing. Uh, that's what Stokes reminds me of, and I like yeah. him a lot.
1: <laughs> I hate cornerbacks like that. I really do.
0: Yeah, I know, but if they're on your team, you love them.
1: Yeah. I guess
0: because they they get those receivers fired up and then that's when players like like you saw like Odell no not Odell who was it that fought Jalen Ramsey AJ Green um
1: well, I mean Josh Norman is the same,
0: um, uh, same Josh Norman of, and Odell that was yeah, that was the Odell one. They,
1: I, those guys annoy me they and, and when they like Josh Norman is not that great of a cornerback anymore and it just hurts their ego so much, and so, like that's why, I like that's why I don't like a lot of those guys. Because when they regress, they regress, and they regress really, really hard. Um, well, and
0: but- there's there's being a competitive person, and there's being like unsportsmanlike, and I don't want to take yeah. it to that level. But a guy yeah. that's just physical, like like. Marlon Humphrey, I think, is a really good corner for for uh, Baltimore, and he's just he's going to physical you every single play, and that's the kind of person I I like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like the physicality and the competitiveness. I don't like a jerk that's going to get you a costly
0: uh, penalties. Yeah, getting flags is not what it's for. So, um, well, I think that's what we got for this week. Unless you got anything else.
1: I think I'm good, ready to roll on the championship week, and you know, it's a lot to think about over the next week to who I want to win and who I'm going to pick to win. It's going to be, I don't know, I still haven't decided.
0: It's so hard for me because I made a really very, very grave mistake last week in my picks. Uh, I lost both of them, and um, I made a grave mistake because there's two things that like I've always known to be true is I don't bet against Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. And I was stupid enough to bet against them both. And I got roasted and rightfully so everybody on Twitter roast me. I mean, I was wrong and and, uh, really wrong. And like Tom Brady, it's been a long time. The 07 Patriots. I watched Tom Brady just chuck some passes up at certain points because he knows like, Hey, Mike Evans is over there. Chris Godwin's over there. Right. And I'm like, it makes me think that Baker, who's now comfortable in this offense, OBJ next year, there's a lot of things that have got to happen because of the financials of it. Let's throw all you're the gonna, financials you're not
1: comparing out. Comparing Baker to Tom Brady right now, are you? No, 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 no. I'm talking
0: okay. about. I'm talking about. Like you're, gonna
1: get, you're about to get roasted on that one for me. I'm I, like, I'm, I like Baker Mayfield, but he's not Tom Brady.
0: Well, no, um, you got you got a lot of stuff you got to accomplish before you can ever be Tom Brady. Yeah. But no, what I'm talking about is that guy that, like, like Tom Brady has great protection. I think Baker has a great offensive line. But then if it's just, it's been a while, it's been a second or two, and you're like, man, this protection's not going to hold up. But I do have that guy out there one-on-one. Let me just put it in a spot. Let me put it in a spot that he has a chance to make a play on. And Tom Brady knows. I mean, there was some Tom Brady throws last week that Tom never made in New England, except maybe when Randy Moss was there, because he just didn't have the guy that would win these one-on-ones all the time. And I think... The idea of what was the Browns missing down the stretch? It was a guy that could stretch the field. That's that's something I wanted to put in my top needs: is a guy that runs like a four three, just so they could, people put nine people in the box against the Browns down the stretch, and it really hurt Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt and the passing game because you just couldn't stretch the field. But I would love to have a Stephon the way Stephon Diggs played uh, this year, like he was just if if seventeen couldn't find somebody, he just tried to relocate fourteen and he put the ball on him and that's what tom brady did so i i would love to see what obj potentially can do to a now more comfortable baker so that baker can just be like oh there's 13 nobody else hey 13 either make a play or this is incomplete Right. i just that's the only thing i'm that's what i'm getting at so um it was a it was a great week uh, the championship games were fun. We'll talk a little bit more about them next week. We got some exciting things going on as we transition to Blue Wire Hustle. And uh, if you got any new listeners out there, as we transition a little bit, we're very very excited to have you. Please uh, rate, subscribe, comment. DMs are always open for both of us on Twitter. Uh, I think I'm going to probably get a set up the Twitter page for the actual show, which is uh, will be a follow back account always. DMs are open, so, uh, you know, hit us up and uh, be safe out there. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys.